Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? It's going pretty well. Am I really loud? Uh, you sound pretty normal. Well, I mean, don't yell or anything, but you're fine. (laughs) Okay. The cocktail of the week this week is the Seelbach. Seelbach. Isn't it? Is that like there's a Seabach or there's a, isn't that a mixture of drinks or something? Well, let me tell you the story of the Seelbach. Oh. So a Seelbach just is baseline. It's um, whiskey, a whole bunch of bitters, 14 dashes of bitters. Oh, I'd totally lose count. Uh. Orange liqueur, so I use Grand Marnier to be fancy today, and then you top it with champagne, so it's fancy. Wait, Grand Marnier is fancier than Cointreau? Mm-hmm. Because it's got um, cognac as the base. So, but you could use that in a margarita. You could. It'd be fancy margarita. Oh, yeah. interesting. Look at me learning one thing. No, yeah. one thing. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Here's a story from Liquor.com about the Seelbach. Which which starts with a spoiler, but then we get to the story. Wait, it starts with the... Don't. Someone call Holden Caulfield because it turns out one of our favorite classics is a phony. That's right. The Seelbach cocktail isn't nearly as old as it claims to be. Okay. I, I'm... That sounds like some <laughs> things, but I'm struggling to understand what the heck they actually mean. Go ahead. The once classic cocktail first rose to fame in the 1990s when bartender Adam Seeger claimed to have discovered the recipe on an old menu from Louisville's Seelbach Hotel, which I got to say, Seelbach sounds like a hotel and a drink is named after the hotel bar, right? There's a lot of cocktails like that. And Seelbach, if you had just asked me to guess, I'd be like, probably named after the Seelbach Hotel. Wow, nice. Pretty good. The quote-unquote forgotten libation was said to have predated the prohibition and had at one time been the hotel's signature drink. After trying it out, Seeger put it on the hotel's menu. So that's the story. In the 1990s, Adam Seeger says, I found this old menu from before Prohibition. This cocktail was on it. I made it. It's delicious. I put it on my menu. Huh. News of the historic drink spread with its backstory, leaving cocktail historians and aficionados in awe. <laughs> Unfortunately, in awe? I don't we've know. now learned that it's all balderdash. That's bad. 20 years later, Seeger has finally admitted in the New York Times that he made up the whole story. The bartender confessed that he wanted to make a name for himself while promoting the bar. Seeger even went so far as to create a fake story of the signature drinks creation detailing a shaggy dog story of a clumsy olden days bartender accidentally spilling champagne into a Manhattan, Mm. which could be where, because Manhattan's got orange in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And bitters. Mm -hmm. Lots. Although it isn't the first instance of a bartender telling tall tales, Seeger was able to fool some of the industry's most acclaimed cocktail historians. The drink even weaseled its way into Gary Regan's New Classic Cocktails and Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails by Ted High, a.k.a. Dr. Cocktail. After Seeger came clean about his story, Reagan said he wasn't too surprised. Quote, I always suspected Adam created the drink, but I really, really loved it. His story was almost plausible, and I needed recipes for new classic cocktails, he says. <laughs> Wait, he's trying to have it both ways. Oh, well, he's trying to have it both ways. They say it's time to refile, refile the Seelbach under modern classics. Thanks goodness it's still just as delicious as always, fake backstory or not. 
They're not going to address the moral conundrum of a, of a bartender who just lies completely? Yep. Just makes stuff up? Well. Is this methyl alcohol or ethyl alcohol? Oh, clearly ethyl. You can drink it. Don't worry. I mean. 20 customers dead because bartender <laughs> lies blatantly about everything. This drink's not poisonous. It's just not old. That's what he said. <laughs> and now I don't believe anything he says. Well. I mean, fair enough. I made this one, though, and I made it with Key West Legal Rum Bourbon. Not rum, but it's bourbon from Key West Legal Rum. That guy is not welcome in my home bar. Adam Seeger. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Anyway, the drink's delish. Yes, it is a good drink. Why don't you just... that? You could have gotten credit for just making a great drink. Well, he got more credit with his shaggy dog story of a... Old-timey bartender accidentally spilling champagne into an old-fashioned. Well, maybe he's lying now. Maybe it was someone else's recipe that he just stole, and he said he invented it. To be fair, I think we had one of these at the Columbia Room yes. back in ye olde times, and they told us the Shaggy Dog fake story because it wasn't until 2019 that he came out and told the truth that he lied about. Oh, yeah. So they probably did tell us this we story. Were, we, we would have had this in, like, 2014 or 12. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, sure. Okay. When the lie was still being <laughs> perpetrated. Okay. Liars. Liars. Are you ready for administrative corner? Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love administrative corner. Uh, we have a new entry in the 5,000 people sent me this tweet this week. Yeah. Okay. Category. Oh, you know, it's good. It's good to be thought about. 12 foot Home Depot skeleton. Yes. Dressed up as like a hand turkey. It's so, it's kind of, it's uh, scarier than you think it's got like a weird little turkey nose on the face <laughs> it totally a fan. looks like something dressed up like a turkey it's very sinister looking fan of feathers at the back but like like six of them like close to how many if you made a hand turkey uh and then it's got like a little brown like shirt and pants to pilgrim like pants. a brown body pilgrim pants but i think it's just supposed to be a turkey yeah it's uh it's i think it's quite terrifying actually it's good it's much worse than just a skeleton. <laughs> this looks like someone wearing an air suit, like a turkey suit, but it's clearly something else. There's yeah. like something scary in there. But uh, it's but giant too. <laughs> it made me happy every time I saw it. Thank you to everybody who sent it to me. <laughs> it's time for dog updates. That's all for Administrative oh, Corner. Plushies are arriving. The plushies are arriving. I, I put up a thread on Twitter that's like, send me pictures of hopper tea on your property. And today... I'm seeing lots of pictures. It's Many hoppers great. arrived today. It's great. It's Hopper hasn't has refused to look at the screen when I show her, but that's just because you know I'm not giving her enough treats at the time. <laughs> um, but she, I think, secretly is pleased. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now dog updates. That's I think, a question. I think that's it for administrator, right? Yeah. Not you too late to calendars. order a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we. How do I know this? Because I ordered two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I got a whole bunch of Christmas uh, supplies in for Christmas cameos, light up. Oh, yeah. Uh, like big gas Christmas light necklaces and strings of lights. So we're going to shoot some clips this week. So if you want to give the Golden Ratio fan in your life a Christmas present, or if you want somebody to give you a cameo as a Christmas present, drop a hint. But we're going to have Christmas themed. Sna- uh, clips to yep. make into yep yep Vink will be featured probably prominently because she's Vink. the only one who actually listens to instructions and stays put and she's is photogenic so Vink you're starving 
Vank, your secret star. Yep. You, you don't know it, actually, Vank. I'm not sure you're aware, but you are. All right. Dog updates. Um, Remy went to the oncologist today. Yes, I, I went with him. <laughs> <laughs> you're the story here since you got your ass up he's early in, and drove he's him. In, uh, it's in Miami. This is a monthly checkup. And the oncologist basically said there's no progression of any cancer. The yep. Blood test showed no increase in whatever antibodies or leukocytes or whatever they're looking for. Lymphocytes. Um, lymphocytes. And his lymph nodes are no bigger than before. And she said maybe slightly smaller, some of them, but they vary a little bit, which is great. And she's, she says, just bring him in in another month or so. Um, and then at some point we'll go to the two months at a time check up check up with the two month gap. We're yeah we're going it's like slow developing or maybe not developing. Going month and a half this time, right? It's a, yeah, six weeks. It's a weird definition of a cancer that isn't cancering, but I'm glad that it's not. I mean, it's in there, but it's not doing too much, which is great. Yeah, it's it's indol indolent, right? It's lazy. It's so freaking lazy. It's not doing a thing. Yep, keep it up. <laughs> Just keep watching TV and. Scroll on the internet there, cancer. Yep. Uh, the only other dog update, I think, is that Cheddar is uh, going, making his way up to Maryland next week. So Monday. I'll go with him. We've done the logistics. Your dad is going to drive him up Monday and Tuesday. We're going to do the big swap where your dad takes the morning flight from D.C. to Key West and I get back on that plane and go back to D.C. on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I'm close to admitting that I don't like the drive as much anymore. Wow. <laughs> I'm not admitting it, though. I, I'm still fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But this gets 20 hours, man. I need a new butt. I got to say, I uh, I feel like I've achieved a win because I got you to rent a car to drive up instead of <laughs> driving up and then event eventually having to drive back. A win for reason. No, that's true. You saved me a, a drive right away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will also say... Uh, so dear dad's going to Germany for Christmas and New Year's mm. and we were talking about that today and you're like it, the, the flights from DC and uh, you're like should I drive up there and I was like why would you do that why would you drive 20 hours up to Maryland to go to Germany and then get back and have to drive 20 hours back there's a plane that will take you <laughs> drive up for 18 hours and then get on a plane for eight hours yeah it <laughs> sounds terrible my butt my butt my poor butt yeah so I, yeah I don't know some of the thrill is gone. <laughs> it's good. You've done a lot of those drives. I know. It's just the same road, right? I know all of the, the, the landmarks at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one last trip for 2022. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Ched's going up there. Uh, still no one has asked to adopt him. So the current plan is that he's going to a new foster home who's going to see, you know, how much attention he needs when he's not competing with five other dogs, especially jealous dogs. Foster home that's good with blind dogs. Yep, there are a few. So um, that's the current plan. If you are interested, though, you can apply to be an adopter with great at grreat.org. And once you get approved, you can apply to adopt the Cheds. It's easy man. Yeah, we had him on the bed the other night. He was quite a good bed sleeper, it turns out. He, he is like half the time just such an awesome, great low-maintenance dog. And then half the time... It's two in the morning and he's bouncing around needing attention and I would really like to go to sleep and he does not want to. He does have a, that weird, I mean, I've, I think it, well, who knows? <laughs> I 
Could be because he's blind and he doesn't. It could have be messed up his circadian rhythm. He's messed up a little bit, um, or it could be because he just sleeps all day and he has energy at the middle totally. of the night, and uh, he gets a sugar rush like from dinner or something. Who knows? He's a very good boy though, and I he would be just so much easier to manage without all these other dogs. Yeah, he's got. Wouldn't he's a, a very friendly. Friendly. He's quite snuggly when yeah, he wants. I mean, almost aggressively so. Yep. Um, and he and Remy, knock on wood, have been getting along quite nicely. Yeah, they're doing fine. So uh, he's no longer sleeping in the office. He's allowed to sleep in the rest of the house and everything's going okay, which does reduce a lot of the stress. Yes, yes, but totally. It's, it's, gotten, it's gotten more calm. I did have to put him outside today. Like you were, you were gone for a long time with Remy in Miami. Six hours. Uh, but at some point, I, d- I don't know what I was trying to do, but he would not let me do it. And I was like, you need to go outside. And I like put him out on the front porch and just lay down and like, he, lay he down lays there. down, although he lays down and blocks the door completely. He's <laughs> got mean, some real foods energy there. He loves to lie right across the door <laughs> from the outside and you, and you just can't, you can't get, I've taken the elevator a few times because I can't get out the front Yeah, I don't feel like nudging him to get up because you know, he's had a hard life. Yeah. Um, you got any other dog updates? I think that's everything. I'm trying to think of any dog updates that aren't just like everyone's doing what they always do. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. No one's escaped recently. Everything's okay. Well, Remy can't swim because he's got the hot spot on his neck. So that's why he's in the cone. Yeah. It's getting better. It's finally, I guess this is since the last podcast. You took him to the vet and he's got some Apoquil and he got some antibiotics. So he's much yeah. less itchy. That's right. Uh, and it's got a nice hard scab on it. And so we just got to wait for that to this finish. This is just when I, when I get him it, now, if I get him, this is the stage when I get impatient, you take the cone off and then he does one scratching session and yep. it all starts over again. And yep. he's another month in the cone. Yeah. So I can't do that. I cannot. I cannot. Got to stop myself. Indeed. Check myself. <laughs> before you wreck yourself. <laughs> before he wrecks his neck. All right. I have one item under ramblings. Okay. Is this guy and he caught a goldfish. He was fishing and he caught a goldfish. Did you see that? I did. I Would you I like re- to see it again? It looks fake. It looks <laughs> fake. The goldfish looks uncomfortable. I think he's too, I think he's overweight, the goldfish. He looks, he looks a little like he's not happy with his own. I guess image. we now have, we have kind of like fishing corner. It's the it, world it, of fishing. You haven't said how big the goldfish was. It's a photo. This goldfish weighs 67 pounds. It looks like... I mean, that's heavier than Vink. It's, it doesn't, like, there's things they say, oh, like a koi. It's like a goldfish. No, no, no. This looks like a fucking goldfish in a bowl, but 67 <laughs> pounds. It's giant. Just Google giant goldfish. Do you know, do you remember what the name of the goldfish is? No. The carrot. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but he put him back. He, yes. He caught and released. Yep. Yeah, good, which is great. The giant goldfish known as the carrot was introduced to Blue, Lot- Blue Water Lakes in Worcestershire 20 years ago, <laughs> proving elusive ever since. Was flushed down the toilet by a six-year-old. <laughs> 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 He's giant. The fish is a hybrid of a leather carp and a koi carp. And after a 25-minute battle, this dude... 25 minutes? He's like a game in. fish. It's like... You got bass. You got, you got, Look how big that got, fish is. Oh, my God. You got this. You got bass. You got goldfish. <laughs> what, what kind of lure are you using for that goldfish? The carrot. 
This guy. Like, next, I'm going to the koi pond by the palace. <laughs> Catch me some more goldfish. The guy who caught him says, with normal fish, you struggle to see them if they're just under the surface, but the carrot is obviously bright orange, and you can't miss it. <laughs> He's also giant. Everybody tries to catch the carrot. I mean, there are pictures of me um, having vank on my arms. This is what that looks like. Yeah. It just looks like something that's giant leaking out of the arms of the fisherman. Big, big, big fish. Yeah. Good for that guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. I'm glad he put him back, the carrot. Uh, Did you have anything you want to add to ramblings? Um, I just was walking through our house and something scurried past my foot. Yeah, you made a little... Eeps I did. I might. I did, I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I was startled. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty medium-sized gecko, which is probably the least bad of the things that it could be scurrying past my foot. Oh, it could be a bug that size. This is well. It's a, it could be a rodent. It was not. It could be a bug. It was not. It's a little cute gecko. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I tried to catch it in a cup, and it kept going. Eh, eh. And <laughs> just like running at me, and I was like, "Ee!" <laughs> so, I'm, me barefoot. I like scurried away, and we had a little face-off. Uh, finally, it went in. It it hit itself. <laughs> it thought it was being clever and hit itself in the toilet bowl plunger. <laughs> and then I just took the plunger and put it outside, and it ran off. So it's quite happy. But like geckos, man, it was it was yelling at me. <laughs> was it the like a choke gecko that? Gecko. Well, it didn't do uh, ow, but it but did. It had spots. It had spots. Oh, it was a toke gecko. They oh, will yeah. bite your face. Just I, ask Voods. Dude, I'm. My toes were exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to latch onto a baby pinky toe and, and, and toes. have like. It's like biting my toe. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are vicious. <laughs> we had a weird little back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about if I just lower the temperature in the house, <laughs> I, could, I could get it to slow down. That's a very Ingo approach. <laughs> Look, we're, it's, it's it, eight hours later, it's 62 degrees, and you're, everyone is freezing, but the gecko's slightly the gecko's slower. The gecko's like, I'm fine. I'm still fine, <laughs> you guys. Like, I found a warm light bulb to sit on, guys. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Tricked y'all. I'm uh, the only one who's fast. <laughs> anyway, that was my excitement for the evening. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's, I love those geckos. They eat bugs. This is the greatest thing ever. They yep. sit around, they eat bugs. Yep. Fantastic. Um, I will add, I guess this is technically an item for administrative corner, but I just thought of well, it. Well, since you police yourself and me on these things so strictly, you know. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes under ramblings because I was thinking I had a whole bunch of ramblings items, but I read them on our bonus pod that we recorded this weekend for the net. The Patreons, you know, they're not called super followers on Twitter anymore. It's called subscriptions now. I might have to dump that and become a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon's better. I mean, it's literally the same content, but it's not owned by a melon. If I if I unsubscribe all my super follow subscriptions, Elon Musk loses a lot of money. He loses like two dollars and seventy five cents. You don't know how many I have. Oh, (laughs) do you have a bunch? No, (laughs) I have one. But it'd be uh, funny if I have like a thousand because I'm just giving the money to myself. <laughs> anyway, if you want access to the Golden Ratio bonus pod, uh, you can become a super follower or a Patreon. If you do it on Patreon, uh, it just gives you like a little RSS link that you can add to your your favorite podcast app. And I do share a version of that link with the Twitter super followers, though they, they can sometimes have a hard time with it. So if you're a Patreon... You can also just listen in the Patreon app or on the web. 
And if you're a super follower, I do post like a YouTube video version of it. So you can get it no matter what. Pretend I know nothing about stuff. Mm -hmm. What's an RSS thing? RSS stands... I've seen these buttons. It says RSS link, and then it has a little like, not a Wi-Fi symbol, but it's like a weird little square with some curves in it. Yeah, RSS stands for really simple syndication. Get out. Yeah, that's what it stands it for. It does not. It does. God, you guys make up these names. Okay. I, I blame you for computer I, science. I know. So a podcast... Think back to 2002, 2003. CDs. So just the the kind of beginning adoption of MP3s. I mean, they'd been around yeah. for a little while, but yeah. people were just starting to have them. iPods. And blogs, right? Not really. Yeah, Nobody blogs. on social media blogs. So if you were like, oh, here are like the 10 blogs that I like to read. Yeah. But you don't want to like visit every blog every day. Right. You could have an RSS reader. Google had a really good one. And so you could kind of subscribe to the blog. And every time somebody posted a new thing, it shows up on their RSS feed. What's no, it? Just like, what does that look like? Just Is hang on. Website? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. Okay. So okay. Just, just stay with me. Yep. So like I have a blog. Every time I post a new blog, it shows up in my RSS feed. You, you don't have to know what that looks like. Okay. Just believe me that right. that's true. Right. Following. Imagine that instead of my RSS feed updating with my blog posts, it updates with an MP3. That is a podcast. A podcast is literally an RSS feed with an MP3. So it says, oh, a new episode of the Golden Ratio podcast has been released. And you have an, a podcast app on your phone. And all it does is monitor the RSS feed for every podcast that you're subscribed to. And then it downloads the audio file. So the Apple podcast app, mm -hmm. which I have other issues with, but that's, yep. but this is not one of them. Checks to see what I'm subscribed to. Yep. And then if there's a new MP3 with a blog uh, with a, I'm sorry, with a new podcast episode on it from somewhere I subscribe to, to uploads it. It downloads it to your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So like the Apple podcast app is just an RSS reader and RSS. All it is, is like a little XML file, like a little formatted file that says new episode of this thing, new episode of this thing. But what? So when I click an RSS button on the Patreon, what, how does it? Yeah. If you click an RSS button, so like on Patreon, if it's like, here's the RSS feed, you can, yes. there's actually like a, a button, like you kind of, you might have to Google to find out where it is, but it's, it's actually pretty obvious in every podcast. It'll say like subscribe by URL mm -hmm. or something. And then you, and Patreon will be like, here's the RSS feed, which is just a web address for your podcast. And you just copy that and you paste it into your podcast app where it says subscribe by URL or subscribe by RSS feed. And then as with a lot of these things, there's a hundred ways to do this, right? Like the podcast kind of lets you do it too. subscribe. The podcast app lets me subscribe to podcasts. Yeah. And so this, if you, if you like go to your podcast app and subscribe to the golden ratio podcast, mm -hmm. when you like search, you like, you'll go search for the golden ratio podcast. And I have registered the Golden Ratio podcast with a whole bunch of places. Oh. And when I registered, I was like, the podcast name is the Golden Ratio podcast. And the RSS feed is this address. Oh. So when you search for it, what you're doing is searching for RSS what? feeds, which are 
just it's just a little file that a computer can read and it just has a list of episodes and every time we post a new episode it gets updated yeah um so before there was a podcast app in 2002 if i clicked rss feed on one of these blogs what would happen what what you'd see is it would look kind of like a twitter feed so you would go to like your rss manager just like you go to your podcast app okay and like your podcast app will be like, here's all the new episodes that you haven't listened to yet. I would have to have an RSS manager program yep. or website or whatever. Yep. Okay. And there were a ton of them. Sure. Uh, because everybody was blogging then. But it, it's you can see how it's kind of like the precursor of social media, right? Like here's all the people you follow on Twitter. And then when you log in in the morning, you see all the new tweets that you haven't seen before. Yep. So an RSS reader was just 20 years before. Here's all the people whose blogs you read. Every time they post a new blog, it updates on their site. Their site. God, there's a hundred ways to do this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been like it could have been done by email too, or or something with blogs, right? That's yeah. just their text files, yeah. And you could, I mean, you could do that back in the day. I mean, you probably still can, but you could have it. So here's all the blogs that I follow. Yeah. And get an email. Hey, here's all the new things since you listened yesterday. I get that with some like Substacks, some things where they send yeah. me an email with their musings. It's all kind of variations. Am on I the going same back thing. in time now? <laughs> is it going backwards, or is this just always remained an alternative? It's like RSS has been a thing that underlies a ton of this stuff since it was invented in like the very early two thousands. Just nobody really knows what it is anymore because it's like everybody listens to podcasts, and RSS is essential to podcasts, but it's like hidden, so you don't really know what it is. Yeah, they've yeah. they've made it easier to use by pushing a more intuitive yeah it's kind of hidden behind where like in 2003 you 100 percent would have known what an rss feed was if you were like a blog reader yeah and i don't want to say that's much harder to use it's just a slightly less it's a little bit more clunky back then yeah it was a little it was a little more clunky but it's like everybody was kind of doing it then so you had like you could just like it it would be built into your browser so you'd be like oh i'm reading this blog and you would just tell your browser kind of like bookmark this blog and it would stick it in RSS feeds and do yeah. all this free automatically. So it's, it's all variations on the same thing. Anyway, so our Patreon. <laughs> so if RSS you subscribe feed. to the Patreon, it gives you an RSS feed. It gives you an, a web address basically that you can paste into your podcast app. But you can also just listen right in Patreon. Like there's Patreon app, mm. there's Patreon website, and it'll be like new audio post from the Golden Ratio and you can just play it right in the app or in your browser so you don't need to do any of this stuff that we just talked about interesting yeah okay uh where if you're on twitter it's a little more complicated i mean i i post a youtube link so you can listen to it on youtube right or you know i tell you how to every time i post it i'm like where you can use this link and put it in your podcast app but there's always a lot of discussion about how to make that work. I'm not a power user. I just pay money. You could just ask me and I can set it up for you. Pay money that I'm getting back, you know. You'll like this actually. So <laughs> I wanted, I want, like, I really like this idea that you can just subscribe to the Golden Ratio bonus pod in your podcast app. Mm-hmm. And Patreon, like, everybody who is a Patreon follower gets a special custom link that they can do that with yeah it's a second subscription nope nope it's just included in your regular no no but it like you in my podcast app i have a subscription to like a podcast but then if i also am a patreon follower i have a second 
subscription to the Patreon. Yes, episodes. yes. The bonus pod is like a shows totally up, second shows podcast. Shows up twice. Yeah. In my, and you have a yeah. few of those. You've got the maintenance phase bonus pod that yeah, I set up for right, you. For example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I like that, that people can do that. I do that with people that I follow on Patreon who put out bonus episodes. Um, and I wanted the super followers to be able to do that, but Twitter doesn't support it. So I, from my personal account, became a Patreon subscriber of the golden ratio. Oh, see, look, just like like you, just like (laughs) you. So I could get an RSS feed and then share it with all of the super followers. So all the super followers use my personal, uh, thing. So if I ever stop supporting the golden ratio, stop paying myself four 99 a month, (laughs) then, uh, (laughs) then everybody would lose access to it. I think this just this podcast just turned real boring in the last 10 minutes. No, but. I think you think it's boring because you know all about it. People are, I'm learning okay. stuff. There's a history of social media via RSS feeds. Look, some people listen to this to go to sleep, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right, you ready for Taste of the Keys? Yeah, I'll, always. Okay. Almost as ready as for Administrative Corner, but go ahead. Woman arrested for DUI. That sounds a little boring. A 37-year-old marathon woman was arrested Friday after nearly hitting several parked cars before spitting on and threatening <sighs> deputies. Should not do either of those things. Alana Megan Williams was charged with DUI assault and battery on a law enforcement officer making threats to law enforcement officer possession of marijuana and resisting arrest. Jeez. A Hyundai Sonata driven by Williams almost hit several vehicles in the Brass Monkey Parking lot. Beastie boys. Look it up. Sh- a lot of shit goes down at the Brass Monkey and Marathon. Really? This is not our first oh, story there, from it, there. There was something there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so our Hyundai, Hyundai <laughs> Sonata almost hit several vehicles in the Brass Monkey parking lot at approximately 2 a.m. That's not nothing good happens after midnight a witness was yelling at williams to stop as she continued and then nearly hit a dumpster and another vehicle <laughs> it jumped in her way it jumped in front of her the sheriff's office stopped williams a strong odor of alcohol emitted from the vehicle <laughs> she appeared to be intoxicated a marijuana cigarette was in a cup holder a what marijuana, a marijuana cigarette, cigarette. <laughs> she had a joint Williams attempted to drive away but stopped and then refused to exit the vehicle. <laughs> Williams threatened to kill a deputy and spit on multiple deputies. Oh, she's an angry drunk. She was taken to jail. Yeah, I think that's the, the this spitting is, is bad. This is deputy Hradecki territory and uh-huh. we don't get the names of any of the involved deputies in here and I'm sad about it. I know. They, I think they stopped doing that. Well, they did stop doing that, and it's sad. There's two deputy Hradeckis, though. No. I think they're married, yeah. Get out. Man and woman Hradeckis, yes. No. Yep, yep. We usually talk about Corbin. Some reporting is in order. Are they (laughs) brother and sister? Are they married? Are they... What's up with this? We need more. We should have them as guests on the pod. The Hradeckis? Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't think that's good. You've been like very strongly ACAB lately and we don't need to... I don't need to draw attention from law enforcement. Thank you very much. Because we'll inadvertently say something or we'll like (laughs) not give them enough air time or something. And then we'll be marked people. Also, shut the fuck up Friday, you guys. Yeah. Don't talk to the cops. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who's... Yeah. Troublemaker. Uh, All right. German word of the week. It is... 
according to a German article in the Spiegel that I just read, there is a Dönerpreiskrise. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Donner price war? Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. Krise, yeah. Döner is, a, is the kebab, right? Is the kind of kebab. That I didn't know. Oh, döner is like the best thing from Turkey in Germany. Oh, okay. There's a lot of Turkish influence in Germany. But this has been since like the 70s, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is like... No, there's falafel. German food everything. is a döner. You go at midnight, you, if you're hungover, yeah. you have a döner and it's the best, right? It's just a, it's a kebab with the, with the lamb that's like yeah. cut off the big spinning meat. <laughs> meat. Yeah funnel <laughs> like a euro it's a euro that's what i'm looking for but, but it's a euro is a sandwich right with like yogurt sauce and a yeah donut. this has that oh this is that yeah, yeah, yeah a kebab would be on a stick normally it's, it's not a kebab this is a this is a euro, a euro. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but it's uh it's turkish not greek yeah which I, I think maybe it's even a little bit better than a euro but who knows anyway there's a Dönerpreiskrise, and they're over 10 euros now in some places <gasps> in berlin oh my god I know, and this is just, <laughs> this is how they describe inflation, I guess. This article <laughs> is like, Price why crazy. are these dinners getting so expensive? Well, everything's getting more expensive. You know, mm. blah, blah, blah. And Thanks, Biden. There was a whole, there was a whole uh, diagram of all the different parts of a dinner <laughs> <laughs> and why, how much they've increased. The lettuce, the, the, oh. the lamb meat, <laughs> the bread, the, you know, Yogurt whatever. Yogurt sauce. Yogurt sauce, transportation costs, energy costs, whatever. Man. Yeah. The heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dönerpreiskrise. Dönerpreiskrise. Krise. It's a krise. It's krise. a crisis. 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 I think people can still I, Yeah, I was. Döner. I guessed war, which is krieg, which I knew it wasn't, but it was like the closest word I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krise. Crisis. That's good. It's a, you know, it's a real problem if you need a cheap meat. You know, when it's like 3 a.m. and you're drunk, uh, you need what you need. Yeah. And you can have a currywurst. You can have a... But worst, <laughs> you can have a doona. All right. Good one. Yep. Uh, Ingo Corner, got any last minute items? No, happy Thanksgiving. I got to say, I'm not totally regretting that I don't have to travel to a place and hang out and then travel back. Yeah, guys, don't, don't do the Pilgrim Indian thing because that's a bunch of bullshit colonizing propaganda. Like, be happy to hang out with your family be thankful that the harvest was good that's what it used to all be about it's mm -hmm. like we got you know we got all the crops in and we're gonna make it through another winter hopefully with this stuff yeah don't don't be colonists no don't be colonizers no. just enjoy did, a feast what do we talk to someone who's going to atlanta on thursday and then yeah. coming back on saturday yeah they're flying through uh, i mean it's been a while but that that's that's travel's tough. It's tough i gotta say like i uh you know being a lefty academic ivory tower type um not a lot of pilgrim and indian outfits in academia right like we're yes. all very aware of this and that's where i spend all my time so last year i was watching the caps game i don't know if it was on thanksgiving or right before and slapshot who's their little like bald eagle mascot was dressed up like a pilgrim like with a bucket uh, yeah, buckle yeah. hat and everything right. and literally he skated onto the ice and i gasped because i was just like oh, that's so like, that's so bad <laughs> and i forget that like that's super normal yeah we did that in elementary school we made the little pilgrim hat they sat together stuff. with the indians and that they celebrated thanksgiving turns out not what happened and then they ate the indians 
<laughs> That's how I learned it. Did I miss that? I mean, it's closer than the normal story. It was, it was terrifying. It's a terrifying movie. I saw the it's real all, life it's all documentary. Fake. You guys. Surprising they had cameras back then. Don't, what are you going to do? Don't celebrate the pilgrims. Just enjoy some food. Yeah. There weren't any turkeys there. Don't just let that whole... That was all a lie that they told you and just let it go. <laughs> you can, it's fine if you want to hang out with your family and like be thankful for the stuff that you have, but you don't need to bring in the colonialist bullshit, okay? <laughs> Let's just get past it. Thank you. What a lefty. What a flaming lefty. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, if you have any problems with that, please send me a DM so I can block Because you. you will anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, uh, enjoy whatever it is that you do this weekend. Try not to be too capitalist. And until next week, Slava Ukraini. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, unless it's a turkey and they can't ask. Bye. Bye. Bye.